hundred percent, but I've been using the bunch as my inspiration, hmm. um, as my inspiration. And as, you know, as I said earlier, I kind of experimented different things with the bunch. So I've used that experience in my current job. I'm a community manager now, believe it hmm. or not. <laughs> <Look at that>. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it means, you know, but, um, <laughs> You know what it means. <laughs> I know. Well, if, so as I mentioned earlier, I work for Mars. And Mars is a company of 100, 107 years old. Mm -hmm. The world is changing like at a pace we've never seen before. Digitalization. Digitalization. Well, <laughs> you can say it for me. That one. Yeah. That one is happening. We have to change the way we operate. We otherwise we might as just we might as well just die like Blockbuster or Kodak. You know these companies that didn't transform in time. Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. This episode was years in the making, and like all good conversations, it just could not be rushed. In the first 14 minutes, you're going to hear all about how Deb and I happened to meet, followed by how the creative bunch came out of a happy happenstance, or a happenstance. And of course, like all things that matter, we'll start with a story. Uh, we'll start with your story. Yeah, we'll start with you. And um, leading up to like the message you received from me? Um, oh, okay. So you mean my story from, um, yeah. So I have my story leading up to that moment. You have your own. So take a minute to think through what that is. Yeah. 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 This, this call has been a while in the making. We wanted <laughs> to do this in person in a tiny cubicle at WeWork. Uh, <laughs> It didn't work out. We enjoyed the the sights and sounds of what was that place in Brooklyn? Um, Bedford, Williamsburg. Williamsburg, yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah, so I um I wanted to catch you again because I thought it would be really interesting to think through not think through to actually just share the story of how the creative bunch came about. I don't. I think one thing we realized when we were walking was there isn't like a singular story. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah <laughs> multiple stories uh, so this, so we'll, uh it's gonna be interesting yes yeah. so we'll, <laughs> we'll start with ours and i'm sure um we can add others other people's stories to the to the group to the story yeah well. and to be honest it's kind of a blur so i'm really happy we get to to talk about it to yeah. figure out what happened <laughs> all right hit it from the top right well for me 2017 was a year of change. It started with me journaling every day, making drawings of my life every day and documenting my life. Mm. And then after a while, I realized that I was drawing the same things over and over, that I was worrying about things that were very mundane. And I thought that my life was not what I wanted to be. And I kind of knew it. But uh, seeing it in my journal over and over, it was in my face. You know, it was there. I had, I couldn't ignore it anymore. So I had to take action. What was this life? 
<laughs> it was the life of shopping, partying, uh, being stressed at work for the, the smallest things. Mm. Um, it wasn't bad. It's just it wasn't me. Uh, okay. I felt like I could do I could do better. Yeah. And you know, Dubai is is, is a beautiful space. I call it like um, a resort, like you're living in a resort. Mm. Uh, having access to to the beach every day, to services, to beautiful weather every day, it made me, I think, a bit complacent and not chasing my growth anymore. So that's okay. what I realized when I um, when I was doing my journal. And how I realized, long were you? How long were you in Dubai at this point? Uh, two years. Okay. Uh, yeah, a bit. I think two years. Two years and a half. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's been good. But then I thought, okay, now it's time for me to do something. So what I decided was to start saying yes to, to opportunities. Um, saying yes, not to everything, but at least um, pushing myself a little bit more outside of my comfort zone and, mm -hmm. and trying new things. Um, I would say yes to opportunities that would come my way, to people coming to me with um, projects or ideas, but also yes to um, things that I had in my mind that I always said no to. Like mm. I would say to myself, no, you can't do this. Uh, you know, you're not capable. So I would try to to just tell myself that I can do it and try it and just, you know, try it, not trying to be perfect, but at least go into action and do something. Um, and it was also at a moment at, at work where the company was completely changing and restructuring. And I knew that my job was at risk. So I knew I had to, to think about what I wanted to do next. Mm. Um, and I, I knew I wanted to change uh, jobs and, and environment and industry and, you know, special team. But I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I thought it would also be a good opportunity for me to test things, test myself yeah. and see what I could do with my life. Um, so um, I started exploring that. And one of the things I wanted to try was to give workshops, I thought. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm a packaging scientist by education. I have a master's in packaging science. I've worked with um, fast moving goods company uh, companies for 12 years, mm -hmm. uh, making, designing packaging for pet food and then chocolate, uh, <laughs> which was cool for a while. And then I felt that like I needed a change, but I didn't know what. So I thought maybe I could give workshops because I really enjoyed giving workshops at work or training. And I had been using design thinking as part of my practice as a packaging scientist and designer. So I thought maybe I could, um, yeah, I could use, I could use that to, to give uh, workshops. So, in the essence of testing and prototyping, I did a few things. I did, I gave a few crash courses uh, within my work environment. You know, it's easy to test, and it's a, it's kind of a safe environment. I gave uh, the same workshop um, at a conference, a packaging conference uh, in Europe. Wow. So that was fun, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, to about, I think, uh, 40 people. And then I thought, let's see if people would actually pay for it. And hmm. I, uh, it was, you know, it was another of my tests and product experiments. 
So I've set a price, put it on Eventbrite in Dubai. And as you know, in Dubai, Eventbrite is quite active. There's a lot right. going on there. Right. Um, and I got some good response. Um, and that's when Mr. Mo <laughs> came into the picture. That would be me. That would be you. Uh, it was, I think, a few weeks before the event. Mm-hmm. Um, I had published the event as well on Meetup. There's a large uh, design thinkers meetup uh, group in Dubai. So I had published it there as well. And I received a message from Mo on LinkedIn saying, if I remember well, hey, I just arrived in Dubai. I love design thinking. Do you need any help uh, with your workshop? And I was in my year of yes. And I replied immediately, yes, let's have let's have a coffee, let's meet each other, and let's figure it out. And I think it was just the day after that we met. Mm-hmm. And you had a Karak tea, and I was not brave enough to have one, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it was an expensive one in this <laughs> area. But um, yeah, and then we talked, and we talked, and we talked, and then it was so late. And um, yeah, that's how we met, and that's how you came into the picture. Yeah, I'll do the same. <laughs> uh, that was an amazing story. Um, it put me back in inside that place. It was called the Karak House, was it? Yeah. Was it Karak yeah. House? Emirati yeah. concept, Karak House. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Karak was about fifteen dirhams, um, <laughs> but I had just arrived, so I was like, mm, "Yeah, this is the closest thing I can get to, so why not just, just <laughs> indulge in a Karak? It's been a while." Uh, so I was living I, in yeah. Yeah, I didn't know about Karak before. I had I known, I would have thought that was outrageous. Has but, yeah. Two years of Karak <laughs> that you're catching up now on. Um, <laughs> did you hand up? Did you did you have the Karak? You had the Karak. No. There. No. no. Okay, no. you were just introduced oh. to the concept of Karak. Okay. Yeah. All right. So curiosity was piqued. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> so I'll do the revert re, sort of. I was moving from DC, so I'd been living in DC for about a year, and this particular moment in time, I was shifting out of a space. So sort of transition is like the theme here, it seems transitioning and being open to opportunities. And I was transitioning out of a corporate uh, human resources environment, uh, which left me wanting for a space that practiced human resources in a more humane way. I went into an exploration of trying to figure out who are these organizations that do that? And how could I be useful? in those contexts uh, with my background, but also how do I have a skill set that is mobile and international? So I fell upon, I think it was user experience design. And I remember for some time I was like, I'm going to be a first, sorry, it was a coder. I was, I'm going to be, I'm going to code. I'm going to do front page coding uh, and hardcore. Yeah. Went on W3 coding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I was reading all these stories about people who were like bakers or baristas who go to a school for three months and boom. Um, There, I actually met someone who was a philosophy major in New York, went for a class, a coding school in Colorado for about seven months. And what he told me was three months. It gives you the language. Seven months gives you a little bit of the skill set. So that if you want to do that, you can do that. But my time in DC didn't allow for that. So I did the next best thing, which is delve into user experience design. And the more I learned about that, the more I learned about 
the importance of understanding what people actually desire, what is it that they want, how to get that information, and how to present it in ways that work. And to explore that further, I came across Open IDEO, which is IDEO's sort of global mission-driven organization that allows for people to come together, work on a particular challenge, and use design thinking to explore that. So I used to do a lot of that in DC. And leaving DC, understanding the environment in Dubai of like, you know, the partying and the, and the, and the, and the, you know, the brunches and, 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 it wasn't something that I wanted to preoccupy myself with in particular. And I always had the sense that Dubai wasn't a warm place, that there were isolation, isolated communities. People stayed with people that they sort of knew because of either community uh, that they were already a part of. Uh, and there wasn't a lot of sort of cross-pollination and exploring each other's sort of spaces. So at some point I realized that and I told myself, wait, why are you setting yourself up to fail by thinking, um, thinking in this way? So what right. if you approached it differently? Why don't you, ahead of time, look into what you actually enjoy? So that put me on Meetup because I was using Meetup a lot uh, in a lot of the places I lived in previously just to you know, find places that I liked. So board gaming was one of them. So I found a board game group. The next thing was, okay, what else do you want to actually do? So I saw that there was a design thinking group and I looked at it and it looked like it hadn't been active for quite some time. And then in one of the comments, I saw like one comment that was like, there's a workshop, check out this link if you're interested. And I think your name was actually on like a comment to that comment okay. saying, here's, here's the link if you want to get tickets, right? Mm. So I went to the Eventbrite, checked it out. I was like, this seems legit. And then I found your name and I went on LinkedIn and I sent you that message that you received and you said yes to. And I remember first being surprised that you responded right away and then accepting to like meet me the next day like <laughs> yeah. I'm I was extra. Like, huh. <laughs> yeah this person is very trusting this is cool I'm glad I'm not you know a creep so <laughs> and it worked out we had a really long wonderful chat I think it was about six hours or so maybe oh I'm, my god I'm it was long yeah yeah, uh, yeah. It, was, it was a long one but I was like this is cool let's do that so then we did um and yeah that's that's where my story meets yours. Yeah, that was so glad that you came to help um, for the workshop. <laughs> um, so it, it, you know, it showed it showed me also the value of uh, working with somebody else, hmm. and how so you know I've I've learned a lot through this year of yes and my little experiments, and I think one of the things that I learned was actually being okay having support and having help. Mm. Um, in my experiments and sharing that moment with other people. Yeah. So, yeah. So that still doesn't bring us to the creative bunch. That brings us mm -hmm. to sort of having yeah. a moment. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, part one. Let's let's start with part two with you. Let's see. Yeah. So creative bunch. Um, I'm gonna tell you what I remember. And yeah. Then... yeah of course. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's very fragmented in my, my head. But anyway, 
Um, in August 2017, I uh, received a message on LinkedIn. See, LinkedIn is full of opportunities mm -hmm. from um, the curator of Nest, um, mm. you know, this co-working space um, mm -hmm. in Dubai. And they were not open yet as a space. Nest was not open. It was due to open, I think, in November or October. And they were planning a big week of opening with some events. And yeah. uh, Jessica, that's her name, she was moving from the US to Nest to do the work. That was her assignment. And she knew um, my friend Tony from Buffalo. Hmm. And what's hilarious is that the same year with in June, I was in Buffalo with Tony yeah. and we were giving a workshop together oh, in the okay. US about journaling. Okay. You know, I told you about my Very... journaling practice. Right, and right. Um, so Tony saw that on Facebook and he was like, let's do something together. And I said, yes. And then <laughs> so we gave this workshop in June. Um, Jessica moves to Dubai during the summer. She knows Tony from Buffalo because she's from from there. Yeah. Uh, they've been doing some work together on creativity and mm. he tells her my name. As mm. a, you know, I'm a creative scientist and it would be really cool. You know, you can talk to her. Uh, she's cool. She's in Dubai if you need some friends. So she connects with me on LinkedIn. And she says, Deborah, it would be cool to have you as a speaker at Creative Mornings. Mm. Um, when Nest opens, I'll put you mm. in touch with James. But I was like, shit, no. <laughs> in my in my head, I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not a speaker, because <laughs> I I had been I had been to Creative Mornings like for a couple of years. So mm -hmm. uh, I never imagined that. Yeah. yeah, I never yeah. imagined I would be worthy of you know sharing huh. anything. But I said yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I met James, and we walk, walk, we worked on the, the theme, and uh, and. And what was the theme? The theme was pioneer, uh -huh. and my take on it was to be a pioneer of your own life, mm -hmm. and sharing my experiments, the experiments that I had been through, to, you know, explore, explore yourself, be a pioneer, mm -hmm. and explore. So that's how that's the angle I took for the for the for the talk, and you were there, and uh, it was really good to see you in the audience, you know, smiling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was the first time I, you know, I was speaking about my personal story. I've been speaking yeah. before at conferences, but about right. work. Right. Um, so that was I felt very vulnerable, um, and f so from what I remember is after the talk. Uh, a few Wait, people I'd, came. I'd like to. Yeah. I'd like to. What were you wearing when you showed up? <laughs> I was wearing a T-shirt that I made uh -huh. that said, "I am a prototype." Uh huh. Did you make <laughs> that for the for the talk, or did you make I that previously? I don't remember. I think I had it before. Yeah, I think I had it before. Yeah, because I, I remember I had people it... coming up to you and being yeah. like, "Awesome shirt! That was amazing." <laughs> It, like works with what you were saying yeah yeah and i think it's interesting about this shirt is that i made it before like i think i've made it way before because i i had seen something similar before and i was like oh that was cool I'm, let you know if i can't find it let's let's make it 
And when I was wearing it, I had people comment and say, what are you talking about your prototype? Mm -hmm. Like, you're not finished. Mm -hmm. And the questioning that I had from people made me actually build my narrative around, yeah, I'm a prototype. I'm trying things. I'm saying yes to things. And I don't want it to end ever. Uh, like life is just a succession of prototypes and versions of myself. Um, so having these questions, like when I was wearing this shirt, I had no story around it. Mm -hmm. But having people come to me, have their provocations really helped me build the story. Interesting. Uh, interesting, yes. <laughs> That's really cool, yeah. Uh, sometimes you have just to go with, you know, whatever and allow the conversations help you build your, your story. Yeah. And the shirt itself was a prototype on your prototype. Yeah. Very meta. <laughs> it's very meta. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And you also did something that I don't think a lot of people were used to at Creative Mornings, which is do a uh, an exercise in the beginning. Yeah, or, we or did. Or during your talk. During the talk, during the yeah. Because I think it was good to share my story. and But I felt like I felt like I didn't want to be... Um, to say too much about me, 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 and mm -hmm. brag about my experiments and stuff. Uh, I really wanted people to take away something they could use from what I was sharing, um, like they could, how they could apply that to themselves. Um, so we did a few exercises to go through, uh, through that with people, and and I know for a fact that a couple of people really got uh, impacted. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is just incredible, uh, unexpected, but yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a good experience. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it very much. And after the talk, are we okay to talk about after the talk? Yeah, I think, I think the reason <laughs> now I'm remembering the reason I mentioned the exercise is I think it's directly related to what happened after the talk. Oh, mm. see, that's where my memory doesn't connect. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's very blurry because I was in this phase. Like after the talk, I was so high. Like yeah. it's a bit of a blur, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and I just remember, you know, a couple of people coming to to you and me. We were, I, I yeah, I don't know what was happening exactly, and wanting to know more to be to stay in contact. Um, and I think you suggested we start a WhatsApp group. You know, you, mm. you're the techie guy, so you're really good <laughs> with these t tools and connecting people and platforms and stuff. You know, you're the one who introduced me to Slack. Um, oh, really? Oh, whoa, okay. I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's how we, we had a core group of people that uh, we met there and we started recruiting more. I like how you say <laughs> recruiting or like we're actively searching for you. Yeah. yeah. No, seriously, I, I got a high every time I was meeting somebody that was like-minded with mm. a creative spirit, creative mm -hmm. soul. I was so excited to have them. Okay, join our family of yeah. our bunch, you know. Um, and, I, you know, it's, it's a bit of a blur what happened. And I like it because I'm okay with it because it wasn't planned. It was mm -hmm. not, a, there was no strategy behind it right, i had no right, plan right. we had no plan to create a community to have like a logo we didn't right. know we would meet or whatever right. it was very organic and i think that's why for me my brain it's just yeah 
very fluid and yeah. it's hard for me to like exactly I can't tell you exactly step by step what happened yeah. and how it started to to become a thing yeah definitely so first of all it's funny <laughs> that you you heard of like you were invited to this through Jessica who was essentially she she activates co-working spaces she's a community organizer activator she shows up she creates the space plugs it into community and uh, her job is done and I think she was there for about a year so it's interesting that she connected with James and then was like James this lady's interesting you need her on board and my familiarity with creative morning was from when I was in uh, DC because they have chapters all over the world in, in most of the major cities and one thing I didn't like I think I'm allowed to say this but I, one thing I did <laughs> I didn't like I have no affiliation with them so I think I can say this uh, one Not thing yet. I, <clears throat> yeah right <laughs> one, th one thing I didn't like was that in uh, in the major cities it's a it's a lot of people that show up and it's a lot of like-minded people who are usually in the creative space though creative more so in the major cities is uh, individuals who are literally in the creative arts um, or yeah. industries. So graphic designers, videographers, stencil filmmakers, artists, yeah. filmmakers. So I think, oh, I think this is part of, part of why the Creative Bunch also happened. Your talk was about you being a prototype and saying yes to things and that journaling was part of that exercise and I think what was important about that was for me anyway what was interesting was the conception of creativity where creativity is just something inherent in everyone so long as it's practiced intentionally where in the sort of creative morning universe it was built for people but yes also the, the, the people that show up are the people who delve in the creative arts already, number one. Number two, the way that people interact, there was, there's a sort of beautiful, you know, turn to your left or turn to your right and tell the person they look great today, which is great for, you know, a service level. Church? Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but more of a, like, it's a surface level sort of acknowledgement of a human being. <laughs> And I, what I liked about your exercise, and I think what happened after then as well, was we built icebreakers into the beginning of Creative Mornings in Dubai as well. I'll pause there before I, I head like further into the story of what happened <laughs> with these icebreakers, because they have evolved as well. Um, but, I, but you reminded me actually the other day when we were in New York that I was like, go talk to these ladies and yeah. get their numbers. Because I remember having conversations with people there were sort of, I was sort of hearing this sort of need, you know, for people to sort of collect the same need that you had, but because I was just there and I am familiar sort of with the Middle Eastern conservative environment, I didn't want to get the phone numbers. And you reminded me actually the other day, I was like, oh yeah, maybe that was, that was right. So yeah, I didn't want to get the phone numbers. So I, I sent you to be like, hey, we're going to yeah, do a WhatsApp yeah. group. So <laughs> join. And I think, yeah, that, that was like a, I don't know who it was in the beginning, but I think that's essentially like how it started. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember that because I was surprised that you were so considerate for, for that. Oh. It's, you know, from um, my lens and my, you know, 
paradigm. It's not something I would think about. I'm, first of mm. all, I'm a woman. Mm. And second, I didn't grow up in this culture. Mm -hmm. So it was really insightful also mm. to, uh, yeah, to, to have you. that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for remembering that. Um, so I think, yeah, so you're right. Like after that, it was sort of like just having people together. And I think the first thing we did was a sort of brunch for the bunch. Yeah, and yeah. we had karak. We had karak, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had karak at um, Raju. Raju's omelet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so good. Oh my god, this place was so good and cheap. And um, yeah, I remember that was only maybe six of us mm -hmm. uh, at that time, and we were just sharing, you know, things like what podcast do you listen to? Mm -hmm. What are you know? How do you get? Uh, your inspiration and it was very informal but i got a lot out of it plus you know getting to know people better yeah, yeah. and i think that spirit sort of has remained as a space where people can you know just be vulnerable and ask for things and sort of just mushroomed from there so tell me what what the bunch is now from because you, you tell me a bit more about your story actually let's okay. so you, you start <laughs> You wanted to be a pro. You you became a prototype. Oh, my story, my story. Yeah, okay. we're coming That's, back to what uh, happened. Uh, uh, so, what uh, happened after that talk, where you were able to be vulnerable, you gave yeah. a bit of yourself, and people resonated with that. The bunch started. What happened next? What happened next? Uh, from so the, you know the bunch started, and we had the karak with Rachel's omelets and. Uh, so that's, I'll come to the bunch um, later. What happened in my personal life at the same time is the day before, the, literally the day before I gave the talk, my manager told me that I had lost my job. Wow. Uh, and I kind of, I was expecting it. You remember, mm -hmm. I was telling you the company is changing. Right. And um, so I knew this was coming, but it's never something you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I had no details on when I had to leave the country and what would I do next, etc. So it was an exci exciting time. Um, but at this time, I, because I was during this year of experiments, I also realized that I was in control more than I thought I was. I was making my own decisions. I was doing things. I could see that I could, if I wanted to do a workshop, I could do it. It sounds weird, but I was making decisions. I was designing my life. I had mm. control. Yeah. When in the past, I would rely on my employer to move me to different countries or to tell right. me what to do. Hand in a form. Uh, and what? Hand in a form. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and then I realized I'm in control. I can make my decisions. I can decide what I want to do and I decided to stay in Dubai for as long as I could mm. um, and not move to a country and and then possibly to move to another country which I thought would be very disruptive to f to really find a job um, so I decided that I, I told my employer we agreed on terms for that which was really good and then a couple of weeks late after after that after the talk I got a call from a uh, wonderful lady in the U.S. who works at Mars, the, my comp the company I work for. And I, ha I had been in touch with her a few months prior. I was sharing my experiments, sharing my love for design thinking, for human-centered design. And I, I went, you know, I met her through a few people in between in my network. <laughs> yeah. 
she calls me and she says, Deborah, on Monday, it was um, it was the week before, she said on Monday, there will be an announcement that I'm the director for this team called User Centricity. It's a new team that we're starting from scratch at Mars. The goal is really to bring the human at the center of everything we mm -hmm. do within the company and for our consumers and our associates. Um, and we want to leverage design thinking as a way to do that. And she said, I want you to be part of my team. Mm -hmm. And she added, I want a team of crazy people. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's me. That's me. So that was really good. But it took so long to, to get things you know, happen. I also wanted to give myself time to reflect if I wanted to stay in the company or do something different, go back mm -hmm. to school and study design. Um, and so what I did is I started working for her for, for free or mm -hmm. like not officially, um, just to, to see if we work well together, to see mm -hmm. if I could do the job because it was very different from, from what I was doing. Um, and it worked. And at some point I was able to move to London and join the team uh, yeah, yeah. in the following June. So it took quite a while right, right. to, to make it happen, but it was, it was great. I was also actually using the bunch as a, as an experiment to see testing things that I could leverage later in my future job. Mm -hmm. um, so going back to the bunch and having more and more people added to the WhatsApp group and, uh, and it was getting harder to really have this connection, this close connection that we had at the start. Yeah. Um, so a few things happened. Uh, I think I, some point I wanted to have like a um, visual identity that, that was stronger. Mm -hmm. So we had a cool name. I think it's somebody, it's not even one of us that came up with it. Somebody yeah. from, from the group that came up with this name. Um, so I created this logo very quickly on, on what is the name Canva? of this? That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's, let's do that. There's something around because it's going to fit in, in WhatsApp. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, I don't know how it came to the form to sign in, um, just to, to get to know people. I remember how that happened, yeah. Yeah, you can tell your side <laughs> of the story. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, oh yeah, I remember you came with the, the prompts, the questions, mm -hmm. uh, something that you suggested. Um, and then we, we started having a rhythm with the Monday members, um, Actually, it's something I remember coming up coming up with. I was like, okay, let's do something that you know starts with an M and <laughs> Monday members. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, and well, that's... you know, the week starts on Sunday, but it's gonna be Monday members. Um, as we remember spending an awful lot of time doing these templates, these posts for Instagram. Oh my God, I'm so mm -hmm. sorry because this is the worst <laughs> process ever that I've put in place. This is a... <laughs> It's also a perfect um, example of how just things they just start and they just never change. I haven't changed it since we <laughs> started it that way. Just because it, it takes so much effort to change things once they start. That is just, yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. It's all right. So what um, I loved about that was, um, unlike me, so I'm more of like an idea person. You're like a, let's just do it. So we were like, a lot of people were joining and we, we wanted it to be a bit more intentional and then you thought about creating sort of an intake form. And then I, I remember telling you something about the group in DC that I, I came across mm -hmm. one time 
Yeah. They're called uh, DC Night Owls. And, you know, they have a meeting every like two weeks. People stand in a circle and then they ask three questions, which is what are you working on? Which is something that is not work related. And then what is it that you can help with? So how do you like, what are you willing to give this group? And then what is it that you need help with? So what is it that you are like, okay, asking the group for? And then you just throw it into a form and then you sent it to me and you're like, here, do this. And that's why I think my photo is the first one. And I realized that yours is not there because you just use it. You, you trick me. So you use yours as a, as an example. Oh yeah, in, it's true. In the form. Yeah, yeah. But you never posted it. So we're going to post yours with the podcast. That's what oh, yeah. we're going to do. You know why I remember I removed it. It was there oh. and I removed it because um of my work situation oh okay, okay. yeah 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 because i was saying something like i'm working on this and this and it okay. was not accurate anymore because okay. my life was changing yeah okay. but we never really uh updated it <laughs> yeah there we go it's now funny. we know what to do with that one <laughs> uh, yeah so let me just pick up my thoughts again yeah that was basically it that's like that's that's how and what's interesting about this whole process that was sort of intentional in terms of values, but not so in terms of process, it became a space where people felt uh, they had something unique. And I think people still do. It's sort of amorphous. People just are like, check out the bunch. And we get a whole lot of people trying to apply. And what I, I think what I really liked about the forum is it, it solved the issue of people joining and then quitting because of there being too many messages as well because that's a challenge within whatsapp groups as well so people yeah, uh, yeah go ahead yeah we we had i think at the start we were trying to figure out okay what are we going to talk about what's allowed what's not allowed let's yeah. put some guidelines uh, but i feel like the group has been so good mm. like there was like never really abuse in using the group to sell yourself i mean right or share like things that are not relevant to the group. Right. We had some moments where we, we had a bit of that, but it really, like in the last month, it, I feel like it's been really, really good. Uh, I love yeah. seeing activity almost every day. Mm. Uh, it's just amazing. And, and then people meeting up at events. I think one of the things I love the most about the bunch is, oh, I'm, in this, um, I'm working at this place today, if you're around, Let's meet up for coffee. Um, I'm going to this event. With, who else is coming? Right, right, right. Uh, instead of having necessarily just a meetup for the bunch, meeting at events, right? Uh, it's something I, I really loved about it. Because uh, yeah. you don't have to, because you, you're already sharing something you enjoy, and then you can talk about it. Uh, right, right. There. So the difference now, I can tell you now a bit about the difference from the beginning and now is yeah. that initially it was a lot of people who met in person and uh, usually they met in these events so you had for everyone that joined you'd had at least two or three people who had met them as well yep and of course with progression it's almost impossible so there's like sort of pockets of people who have met and people who have never met so till date it's really fascinating to see people meet and they're like oh i had no idea you're also in the group you're just another name <laughs> yeah and that was one of the reasons that Martin really wanted to do the annual meeting. Yeah. Yeah. It was so 
Martin is our uh, improv guru in, in the bunch, and the icebreakers have evolved into him doing uh, the icebreakers at Creative Morning. Yeah. Into him doing improv-related exercises. I'm trying to remember how he got into the bunch. How did we meet Martin? I don't know, but it's probably <gasps> you. Yeah. It's probably you. Gosh, my memory. And his wife, yeah. Katarina, yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Sorry, yeah. Martin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, don't worry. I can. <laughs> you can just start with, yeah, I met Martin, and he. <laughs> Gosh, I don't remember. Yeah. I love how you just drifted. <laughs> um, um, yes, what else? Yeah, I was saying, um, Martin, so you met Martin somewhere. And <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> he, joined, he joined the bunch, he and his wife, Katarina, and they had recently moved to Dubai, I think in uh, January of that year. And he was starting an improv company, and he did some emceeing and towards the end of the year he wanted to bring the people together and uh, one thing that we weren't very good at with, with the group because we meet in different spaces we didn't have our own rhythm of meetings and people always wanted to meet and you know chat and connect and I was of the mind that you know I'd rather just tell people where, where events are happening and you can just meet there um, yeah. and use Instagram to connect and find yourselves we did that for the Sharjah Entrepreneurship Festival. A yeah. bunch of us just co-located there, and it was a good day. It's all on the Instagram page in the highlights. <laughs> and, <laughs> nice work. <laughs> and, um, you know, because you used to do that. And you, used, you went to, for instance, the ING Festival. Right? True, and that was an experiment as well to, mm. you know, use our group to also share highlights from conferences. Where mm -hmm. we go to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's how you also met uh, Alexandra. And um, Mitch as well. Um, so Alexandra from Hassef Social and Avantika, yeah, who's currently in uh, Sweden. Sweden. Who introduced you to? To TEDx. <laughs> uh -huh. So you became an, a speaker at another venue. Oh my God, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's crazy how things are connected. Yeah. Um, so yes, I met Avantika at um, ING and, and prior as well through... And she actually knew Deepika from school. Hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and yes, she moved to, to Stockholm to continue our studies. And she was part of the TEDx organizing team. And early January, she invited me to be a speaker there. Yeah, yeah. So I said yes. <laughs> the, the yes continues. The yes continues. I was wearing a shirt that says, I am a prototype. <laughs> and I was sharing a lot of what I shared at uh, Creative Mornings, but I added, I added on it. I actually added the Creative Bunch as part of my mm. uh, experiments. Yeah. Mm. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell you that um, one thing that I'm grateful for, and one of the examples of what I think, what the group's potential has created is, um, for instance, the service jam, the global service jam that we participated in. 
and here I am surrounded by all these people uh, who are willing to be creative, who are looking to be prototypes, who are just like, yeah, why not? We, we enjoy each other's company, let's do something. And um, I remember, I think I was like looking into to see what was happening with that in Dubai. And Helen, who's in the group, was like, I run it before. I don't have the energy to run it. Who wants to do it? And then a bunch of us jumped on it. So Dipika and myself and Helen had met, had a conversation, and then it just mushroomed from there. Uh, you were on Ennis board. Joined, yeah. Ennis joined. Who met Ennis? Where did Ennis come from? Uh, I can tell you. Oh, I okay. remember this one. <laughs> okay, tell me. <laughs> Ennis. So remember at the start I was, you, you remember we met through this event, that I, this crash course in design thinking that I was uh -huh. doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ennis was one of the participants. No way. Yes, man. Whoa, it goes back that it far. It goes back that far. Absolutely. Interesting. Interesting. It's funny because I just remember your colleagues. I don't remember Ennis. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Okay. Now yeah. he's placed. He's yeah. been sort of floating this whole time in my head in terms of like connections. Wow. Yeah. So this is going to be wonderful. I don't think he realizes that as well. Like that that's where he and I met. Mm. I don't think so. Mm. I think he remembers the global service gem, but I'll test his knowledge. Um, <laughs> so, so Do it before you publish this. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, so I remember a bunch of us came together for that. And then Rhonda also was interested because she's, she's done that before in Sharjah. So she had, she was going to do it in Sharjah anyway. So Dipika, Jivika as well, yeah. who's now in California. Who else? Oh, we had a, we had Fatma. Uh, Fatma, let me yeah. see. I have a picture. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, you have a picture from that day. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay. Let me see. Enes, Dipika. No, that's it. Yeah. The dream team. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Dev is holding up the photo to Zoom. Yeah, and, that's what uh, I do. <laughs> and um, it, it went was off. so yeah. yeah go ahead. It was so good because everybody had a different energy and a different set of skills, and we had some challenges, but mainly it was We were complementing each other. Yeah, that's one thing I was very one of the values I was holding very close to my heart in the creative bunch is to be really accepting of of everyone mm -hmm. that was willing mm -hmm. to to join and mm -hmm. and there was no discriminations or even you know we say creative bunch and you mentioned earlier the difference between creativity and the creative industry right. uh, and for the creative bunch there's no discrimination and where you're coming from in that space yeah. you know we believe every human has a creative potential right um, it's just that we share this curiosity and this willing to improve ourselves to grow and discover and learn from each other yeah um, and create uh, relationship creates moments creates organize events and yeah I think it was very very important for me from the start to really be accepting and welcoming with like with full hearts everybody yeah. that was that was joining definitely yeah that's that's the challenge when it's uh, not a not <laughs> that's the challenge that we've also faced in terms of it turning into a sort of intake form. So that's part of the reason I also added the who introduced you to the bunch just to see like who can be yeah. a shepherd 
for the people yeah, coming everybody. in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You're absolutely right. And uh, I, I had the most fun at that global service jam. And I think that gave me a window into what's possible when you just align yourself with people who are, you know, of like mind or like heart or similar values who are all accepting, who are l willing to just try things out Yeah. without putting the, the sort of self in the middle. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's that's always a challenge when, and it becomes quite apparent when that is the case. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really good experience. It gave me a lot of confidence as well that things could happen. You know, we had fifty people coming uh, mm -hmm. over the two days, right? Uh, more or less. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, for the jam. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah. you know, the organization, like the space, the prizes, the judges. You know, everybody in our team managed to bring something exceptional right, to the table. Right, and at right. the end, we had this amazing event, you know, that was free for the participants. Right. And it gave me confidence and that I, that it is possible. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Most definitely. And I got to wave at uh, DC as well. You're like, hey, yeah. I'm over here. Did you? I did. I was like, hey, organized. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the beauty of Dubai as well. I, f I feel like the city gives you the sense that you can do things. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know what from, it is? <clears throat> yes. I, th I think it's there are no <laughs> barriers because there aren't. Um, it has to do, I think, with the the sort of transitory nature nature of the space. They're not being. Like some people are rooted in that space and they've lived there for a very long time. But in spite of that, it doesn't allow people to be excluded from joining. Mm -hmm. It really depends on the person who is navigating the space to, to join the space in any way, shape or form. And we've seen that with, you know, people in the group as well, in the bunch as well, uh, people who've shown up as one thing and decided to forge a path for themselves, and, and they have. And uh, I think that's why we called the, the annual meetup, I'm not a label, because a lot of the time people fixate on the labels, but uh, it is... It's too easy, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, they're, they're not being that barrier, that sort of guard of you're not this or you're that, or the keys, the keys to the kingdom belonging to a group yeah. that can exclude. I think that is, that's what makes it unique absolutely and also to build on that in, in this Dubai and the energy that I felt there is the city is always tra in transformation it's always evolving mm -hmm. I was living in a marina there's always some construction work as right. much as I hated my landscape would change I spent three years in Dubai my landscapes changed and I felt like I had to grow with it so it gave mm -hmm. me energy to grow mm -hmm. to adapt and like the towers that were building, being built next to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there, there's a huge focus on community now. There are a lot of spaces opening up that are just looking to be spaces for community. Tech Arc is one of them. A bunch of young, young folk who just want a space where people can show up, connect, get educated, and do the things they can to build upon themselves professionally, creatively, and otherwise. You know, the Youth Hub was another, like, gem. Yeah that just somehow just 
came into existence and created for the youth of the Emirates, and uh, it's been extended to everyone else. And, and, and not a lot of people know about it. That's a shame. But, I mean, I, I can tell you like how many podcasts or videos have been shot in that space by people, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it's just such a welcoming space for everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm missing Dubai now, so we should talk about it. <laughs> awesome. So uh, I think that's a that's a good summary of Creative Bunch and our experience with it. What do you hope to? Well, actually, let me ask. What are you creating now that uh, echoes the the bunch? What am I creating now? Um, a couple of things, I guess. So I don't know if it echoes the bunch 100% but I've been using the bunch as my inspiration, hmm. um, as my inspiration. And as, you know, as I said earlier, I kind of experimented different things with the bunch. So I've used that experience in my current job. I'm a community manager now, believe it hmm. or not. <laughs> <Look at that. laughs> Whatever it means, you know, but, um, <laughs> you know what it means. <laughs> I know. Well, it's, so as I mentioned earlier, I work for Mars and Mars is a company of 100, 107 years old. Mm -hmm. The world is changing like at a pace we've never seen before. Digitalization, digitalization. Well, <laughs> you can say it for me. That one. Yeah. That one is happening. We have to change the way we operate. We, otherwise we might as just, we might as well just die like Blockbuster or Kodak, you know, these companies that didn't transform in time. Mm -hmm. And my team's role is, you know, playing a part in this transformation, digital transformation, and specifically in bringing human-centered design across the entire corporation. Mm -hmm. And my job within that is to create a movement, to create a community of people that are excited about this change, that are willing to embrace human-centric design, that are willing to um, embrace empathy, prototyping, being bold and brave and taking risks. You know, in a company of 115,000 people, it's easy to just, you know, go to your desk every day write some emails and go back <laughs> yeah. and there's nothing wrong with it the world is changing we need to also change and be more comfortable in taking risks creating this community this movement across Mars globally and I mean I've been using we're not using whatsapp but I have. <laughs> <laughs> that would be um, challenging but I'm using I'm using Slack, for example, for my champions. I'm using an intake intake form, and I've been really inspired by you know our form uh, by asking people not only who they are but also what are their strengths, what are their passions, mm -hmm. um, what excite them, so that I can leverage them in a way that's stimulating for them right. and not just tell them what to do. Because yeah. I have I can give them assignments, but if we think about being human and being human centric, if I can leverage the strength of the people in my community, instead of telling them what to do, imagine the power we could have. Like, yeah. So like in the creative bunch, you know, you have Martin that's really good in improv and that's benefiting the entire community. Mm -hmm. We're not asking him to do something else. It's really about everybody being able to shine and share 
with passion and heart. So that's one, taking a lot of my time, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> but it's been fun. Last year, I'm going to brag a little bit, but last sure. year, <laughs> we managed, it. yeah, we managed to recruit five, not five, no, we managed to recruit 10,000 people in our Whoa. movement across wow. Mars. Yeah. Yes. It's people been, who said, yes, I want to be a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. People that said, yes, I'm interested, I'm curious, I'm intrigued, this nice. resonates with me, sign mm -hmm. me up. Um, nice. So it's been a lot of work, a lot of um, recruitment and like crazy ways to recruit. I don't even want to share them, but yeah. like from stalking people in the toilet, toilets or coffee machine. <laughs> or, hey, you know, during the movement. Or, on, you know, on Skype, just cold calling. Yeah. 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 Um, that's that. And I'm just starting... Outside of my job, trying to start a community in London of people that enjoy journaling mm -hmm. for two reasons. One is I need friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <And> we all do. <laughs> we all do. I've been in London for six months. It's been really hard for me to, to create my social network. It takes a lot of time and my job is very demanding. Right. But I thought this year I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allocate some time for that. And I thought a good way to do that was to create like a meetup group mm -hmm. uh, with people that, you know, share the same passion around journaling and, and meet. Right. Um, so we have our first meetup in, on the 10th of March. All right. Uh, excited, I'm excited yeah. to, to see that happen. And, and second, <laughs> I don't remember what was my second. Um, but I think I have a thing for, you know, connecting people. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. I'm experimenting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it connects also with the roots of why the Creative Bunch exists, which is my, which is my journal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we really go to the deep end of the root cause for this community, it is me drawing in my journal and finding out that my life was boring. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm starting again the story in London, starting with the journal, and we'll see where that goes. Oh man, I'm so excited <laughs> for that. Um, the journal is on magicdeb.com, and she also wrote a book. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, you completely forgot. You're you're very good at selling yourself. <laughs> she, she wrote a book uh, because she could, so she did that, and it's on her website yeah. as well, magicdeb.com. Uh, if I have show notes, they will be in the show notes. But I'll say it again, magicdeb. Dot com. That's me. Yeah. In my case, so if we go back to my story, it was I want to be a user experience designer. And I yeah. think what really helped, what this community really helped with is surrounding myself with people in that sort of space who are constantly experimenting with these tools or working on challenges that require people to be human-centered allowed me to get over the sort of imposter syndrome and um, sort of start experimenting in a safe way because one of the things that we did was you know help people do workshops if they wanted to so a lot of people yeah. showed up and they they started you know sharing knowledge and experimenting with each other in a space that allowed them to do so over the year i ended up doing the work that i set out to do or that i thought i wanted to do and learned about through the group re-energized for me by the global service jam and then connecting with ennis so coming back to Ennis's story, and then ended up doing work as a service designer, you know, looking like from the system side all the way to the individual who shows up in the hall and talking to them. So I, I was able to do that because of because of this group. And funnily enough, going back to that workshop, because 
Yeah, that's clearly, where you met Ennis. Yeah. Clearly, that's where I met Ennis. So I had no idea. <laughs> uh, so it's all full circle. So from your 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 meeting or you're being messaged by Jessica because of a workshop that you did in, in Buffalo. In Buffalo, I'm really excited to see what happens in this workshop in London. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what comes of that? Yeah. Any thoughts before we uh, close it out? Any last thoughts? Um, I, I was actually, I had a thought that came to my mind, something I wanted to share, is mm. when you talked about the imposter syndrome mm. or the insecurities. Mm -hmm. It's throughout my journey of, you know, prototyping. I, uh, you know, I said at the beginning, I would say yes to opportunities from people coming my way. Mm. And I would say yes to myself and things um, that I would always say no. Uh, thinking I was not capable. And uh, I think we underestimate the power of our minds and mm. sabotaging our lives Yeah, with our limiting beliefs. Um, and, and I really, like our thoughts are only thoughts. That's not, they're not the truth. And I think if there's one thing I want to, to share is that mm. <laughs> is that our thoughts are only thoughts. They're right. not the truth. So ask yourself, you. ask yourself, is it true? Am I really that bad? Am I really not capable? And I can tell you, no, you can do it. I've, like, I've, I went through it. I thought I was not capable of giving a workshop, doing a, a talk or organizing an event or, you know, changing jobs, changing career. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, most of the time it's a mind trick. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And as you say that, I remember why, man, it's just, it's so many gaps to fill. It's really difficult. So I feel like every single interaction I've had with someone in the group has benefited me in like large ways. Not, I, I, was, I, I wouldn't even say small or large ways, but large ways. And I think, so for instance, the reason I did the service design thing was because of people like Helen and Kat. So Kat helped me understand my story better. Helen gave me the opportunity to just show up with her and, and you know, just be okay with it. Emil, who I think you met previously, like, you know, gave me an opportunity where I was like, wait, no, I'm, I'm, I think I'm good at something here. And then Rhonda, who was just like, just ask, she got mad at me at one point. She's like, what are you doing for yourself? And I was like, well, have a... she's like, just ask, like, what is it that you want? Just ask for it. Like, so that... <laughs> So sort of coupling what you said with just asking. So understanding first that, yeah, don't self-sabotage, like recognize those limiting beliefs and then, you know, ask people who are open, who are open to you or who are just open people, not just open to you, people who are just open and, you know, human and they're going to allow you to walk down the path that is meant for you. Yeah. So Absolutely. I want to thank you, Deb, for saying yes um, so long ago. <laughs> well, thank you for reaching out. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's... I guess it takes two. So <laughs> it literally takes two. So we're looking forward to hearing about your Deb and Mo story, the people in your lives, who have you reached out to. And well, first you've reached out to yourself and you said you could say yes to yourself. After that, connecting with people. I think I lost the thought, the thought there, but I think, I think you, you get what I'm saying. Um, strong finish, Mo. Strong finish. <laughs>
<laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it. Okay. What I like to do at the end is ask yeah. people to introduce themselves. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have any guidelines for that? Nope. It's just an uh, introduction. Okay. Not at all. Yeah. Hi, I'm Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm Deborah. I'm French, and I lived in Dubai for three years, but I've also lived in six other countries. And now I'm in London, and I'm a community manager. Yeah, and I have two cats, <laughs> <laughs> and I have pink hair. Yes, she does. She has wonderful <laughs> pink hair that gets revitalized once in a while. Every six weeks. Every six <laughs> weeks. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's my intro. Awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that as an intro for the conversation. And then if I want to brag, I'm like, yeah, and I wrote a book, mm -hmm. yeah, and I gave a TEDx talk, yeah. Can you say that with more excitement? I can cut it into the introduction. <laughs> or you could do the intro all over again. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Hi, I'm Deborah. I'm French. And that's it. Awesome. Cool. Thank you, Deborah. <laughs>